Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Luke, Luke chapter number one. We are going to read from one to nine and then jump to 17 to 20. Is that okay? Luke chapter number 10. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. And Jesus said, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves, carry no neither money bags, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And the son of, if, the, if the son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And then remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give. They give for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. Wherever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you and heal the sick there. Say to them, the kingdom of God is come near to you. Hallelujah. Verse 17 says that, and the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said unto them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. We've been talking about how to operate in spiritual authority. How to operate in the dimensions of spiritual authority. I said to you at the beginning that spiritual authority and power is not reserved for a preserved few or selected few. Amen. The Bible says that these signs shall follow them that believe. Amen. It's, it's supposed to be a sign that follows that follows you because you believe in God. Amen. But somehow we have made it a reserved privilege or something that only our men of God or women of God or anointed ones are supposed to indulge in and the rest of us sit back and cheer them on as they do it. Amen. But I believe that Satan is not going to fall like lightning just because of one man is casting out demons. How many agree with what I'm saying? It will be easier and better to affect the whole world if all of us are casting out demons. It will be easier and better if all of us are preaching the word. It will be easier and better if all of us are witnessing. It will be easier and better if all of us are doing the work of ministry, doing the work of God. 
not leaving it to others to do. And then we just come and just sit around, look and spectate and cheer. Amen. Because Jesus is looking for all of us to partake in this work. He says all. The word all means what? All. Amen. And you see, if you don't know the power you carry, it would not, you will not affect anybody. Hallelujah. There's a story about of the eagle that the eaglet, little eaglet, that dropped out of the sky for some reason. Small eaglet and fell in the midst of vultures. And this vulture, mother vulture, had just had a baby. And so when the mother vulture saw the eaglet, the mother vulture decided to adopt. You know how it doesn't matter how we are, when we see babies, our feelings change. It doesn't matter how hostile you are. When you see a baby, you just, your love just, even your voice changes. You start to say, I mean, we had a baby over the weekend in my house and all the adults were behaving stupid. I don't know why. It's like when they see the baby, go, 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 go. I don't know what kind of language. I see the babies are supposed to understand the language. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this, this eaglet, uh, this mother vulture just decided to adopt the eaglet and was moving around with the eaglet. And, you know, the eaglet was pecking with the other little vultures, little, you know. So it thought that it was one of, one of them. But as they grew and they, they grew, the eaglet also grew and became an eagle. But you see, in the head of the eagle, it thought that it was a vulture. So it was feeding on carcass, feeding on dead things, doing all sorts of things that it was not meant to do. Are you, are you understand? Until one day when, uh, I don't know, but by, by chance, and as they were flying, the vultures were flying to go and look for dead meat to eat. As they were flying, you see, this eaglet doesn't fly like the rest. It's very awkward. So they used to not be happy with it because when it goes one, it moves all the eagles, all the vultures around because it's so big and it tries to flap the wings. You know, eagles don't flap their wings. Eagles just saw. They glide. You know, but this eaglet or eagle now wanted to fly like the vultures. And once it tries to do the same thing as the vultures are doing, it's like the wind that it generates, it pushes everybody away. But one day, the eaglet was flying with the vultures, the eagle was flying with the vultures and saw another eagle. Up, 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 up. And then he said to himself, why is this one so far? High, high up there. You see, but you see, the eagle can see farther than the others. The vultures can see as far as the eagle can see. So the vultures did not see the eagle. But this one saw and said, No, I want to try. And you see, as soon as it just did one, two, before it realized the eagle, the vultures were far below. And it had, it had gone so far high. 
That is how we are as Christians. Sometimes we behave like this this vulture when we are supposed to be eagle. The Bible says that greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. But we treat ourselves like vultures depending on carcasses. Dead things. When you are supposed to be a vulture. So when you are supposed to be an eagle. For as long as this Eagle saw itself as a vulture. It operated like a vulture. It ate the things of vulture. It lived with the vultures. And it behaved like a vulture. But when this eagle saw what they were. Or what their worth was. Now it started to behave as such. Amen. Then the vultures became afraid of the eagle. They are dressed. You see, Satan is going to be afraid of you as long as you know what you have. Wow. Otherwise, he will not be afraid. Remember the story of the spies that went to look? He said that when we went, we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. In our eyes, we saw ourselves as grasshoppers. And in their eyes... They also saw us as grasshoppers. You see, you, Satan will see you as much as, as far as you see yourself. There's a difference I told you last week about between authority and power. I'm talking about authority now. If you know the authority you have in Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you carry yourself as a person of authority. Do you know that when somebody of authority walks in, the reason why they generate respect is because of the way they carry themselves and the authority they exude. Am I I making sense? If the queen walks in here, she's just an ordinary woman. Are you with me? But from the time she was little, she has been told that she's not a common human being. She's worth this. She's that. She's royalty. She's got blue blood. She's like this. She's like that. She's like that. She's like that. So her head is full of what she is. And you see, it doesn't matter what country in the world she goes. She goes with that mindset, knowing that I am royalty. And because she carries herself that I am royalty, the whole world has to respond as such. Amen. Amen. If we don't learn who we are in Christ, we will never carry any authority. Are you with me? So the Bible says that Jesus called the 70 and he said to them, I have given you authority. I have given you power. Now go into the villages and the towns. And when you go, go in my name. Preach in my name. Do the work of ministry in my name. I have given you all the backing. And the Bible says, when they went, they came back rejoicing. Saying that even the demons are afraid of us. See, they were surprised. (laughs) Of what they carried. carried. Are you with me? I tell you, you'll be surprised when you start operating in spiritual authority. You'll be surprised how much power you have. 
you'll be surprised what you can do when you begin to operate in authority. Hallelujah. Stop focusing on the other vultures around you. You are an eagle. Greater is he that is in you. So if your friend is behaving like a vulture, it doesn't mean you must also behave like a vulture. Hallelujah. The Bible says that when they saw the power with which Jesus preached and spoke, look at Mark 11, Mark 11. The people realized that he was not like one of them. Mark 11 from 20, 26 down. It's from 20, yeah. 20, but if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. 27. And they came again to Jerusalem and he was walking in the temple and the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him and they said by what authority do you do these things who gave you the authority to do these things which means that even though they had this these guys had seen priests they are seen they themselves were priests they are seen uh, men of God come Sadducees scribes Pharisees come and you see, when they talk, there's a way they talk. What they do, there's a way they do things. But when they saw Jesus and the way he did his things and the way he spoke, they realized that, no, this guy, he has some authority that others don't have. So they asked, by what authority do you do these things? Who gave you this authority? Ladies and gentlemen, anytime you start to operate in authority, the first thing that will happen to you is this. You'll be confronted. You'll be confronted. Who gave you this authority? They are singers and they are singers. They are singers who sing melodiously. But when you sing with authority, it will be different. And as you go on, people are going to ask, by what authority do you do this? Yeah. They are preachers and they are preachers. When you preach with authority, they will, it's different from somebody who is just, and it's not how, how loud you shout. It is not hooping that makes you, you know. No, 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 no. You see, authority, first of all, must emanate from understanding. And then from fellowship. If it's from fellowship and understanding of the fellowship you have. If you like, I'll give you homework. Spend three days fasting and praying. Praying, waiting on God. And then go and sing after believing that God has sent you to sing. And just eat belly full and go and sing. You see the difference. (laughs) (laughs) And they said to him, by what authority do you do, what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? But Jesus answered them and I will ask you one question. Then Answer me, 
And I will tell you by what authority I do these things. And he went to the, the John the Baptist. Because John the Baptist also spoke with authority. Calling them brood of vipers. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? You see, learn how to understand the authority that God has given you. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? So we started looking at some steps that we ought to take. Isn't it? What was the first step? Submit to God. You see, submitting to God. Remember the, the uh, centurion says that I am a man under authority and therefore I have authority. I can say to one go and he will go. I say to one come and he will come. Why? Because I myself, somebody says to me go and I go. Somebody says to me come and I come. See, un- until you get to the point where you are totally submitted to God, you cannot have authority from God. You see, and see, anytime you are going to be totally submitted to God, God will put you under a man. See, this is the, the, the place where we separate the men from the boys. This is the place where you separate the false prophets from the real prophets. Are you with me? A false prophet has no man he submits to. Submits to this mystical person. We don't know who. They are like Elijah. I, I, I come and then I'm doing... No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. To be, on, on the authority, to be a man of authority, when you're doing it God's way, you have to have somebody that you submit to. So Jesus was saying that, listen, I submit to John. The Baptist. This is God made flesh. When he came to the, to, 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 to the world and he came operating in all power. The Bible says that he was without, the, his anointing is without measure, isn't it? His power is without measure. But he pointed to John the Baptist as the man under whose authority he spoke. Hallelujah. Whose authority are you speaking by? So when you see somebody and they start talking plenty, find out who's, who's under whose authority they operate. Because then you can determine whether the authority is genuine or not. Hallelujah. How many will agree with me that what happens in the natural is mirrored in the spiritual? That's how it is. You see, if... there's a difference between a vagabond child and a child raised from home. Are you with me? When they start doing things, you can tell the way the vagabond child does things, the street child does things, and then the one that has been nurtured how they do things. I think I'll leave it there. Is that okay? (laughs) Hallelujah. So we started talking about submit to God and I said that submitting to God is first of all submitting to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Did I say that? If you are not born again, you don't have authority. You have to be saved. So submitting under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, making Jesus the Lord and the Master and the of your life, of your, of your destiny. That's the first step. Amen? Then the next step is submitting totally to God, to the work, the word of God. 
his teachings. Amen. James chapter 4 verse 7 says that submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So when you submit to the authority that is in God, then you have power and authority to resist the devil. And the devil will flee. Amen. The next one was what? Go deeper and learn more. Go deeper and learn more. All under submission. Amen. And then I said what? Follow the examples of Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Next one. Make sure you've been sent by God. We said that Jesus sent them. Amen. You see, if you look at uh, Jesus, if, you are, if we went, uh, uh, the, the scripture we looked at in Mark 11, if we went uh, previous verses, you see that Jesus said something that I do what I see my father doing. I, I, I work in tandem with God. I don't just do things. I ask God to show me, direct me before I do. I, I don't know if I can explain it. For instance, for instance, I'm going to use myself as an example. For instance, say for instance, you're going to, like I'm going for a, 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 a program. I'm going to a, a program now, start praying. Most of the time, God will show me or I will, God will show me the, the things I need to do before I go. The people to call. People to lay hands on. The type of illness or whatever to pray for. Even before I go to the place. I, I'm using myself as an example. Others are different. There are sometimes to, I just... As I'm standing there, God will give me a word of knowledge about something, I'll call it. I don't make up. Because once you start making up, you move, an, you move away from authority. <laughs> once you start making up things. You see, sometimes, like, <laughs> I don't know whether you guys remember. We went somewhere, and I was praying for, I was praying for, 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 for people and everything. And when I finished, another pastor came. And he said, oh, well, the thing that this pastor is doing, I can do. So he took the microphone. Then he called. It was Pastor Sammy. I think before he called Pastor Sammy, he called some little girl. He called the little girl. Because, I mean, this where there was a lot of commotion. People were on the floor. People were crying and everything. So when, he, when I finished, the guy took the microphone and said, ah, this thing I can do. So he's called some young people and he was trying to pray for them like four or four. No, people were not falling. The whole thing looked very, very funny. Do you get it? They call Pastor Sam. <laughs> Don't Pastor Sam something. <laughs> <laughs> but you see that that's that's what I'm trying to to say. You know, 
I don't doubt for a minute that this pastor has a lot of power and authority. But at that particular point, he was trying to operate outside authority. He was using self. He was trying to show people that I'm also powerful. I'm also called. Do, do you get it? And once you move out of the authority, you're on your own. That is why you don't try things. So like, I have healed a blind eye before. I have healed a deaf. It doesn't mean that when I go anywhere and see blind eye, I am going to heal that. No. Is he doing it? Is, because it is not you. It is God. It is the spirit of God that is doing it. So if the spirit of God says that, put your hands on this eye, I am going to heal this eye. Immediately. So that the glory is never to you. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? If you don't operate as he is, so that's why you need to be submitted. Because human beings, as we are, pride is something that we, we struggle with. Are you with me? And anytime we go somewhere, you want to show your... <laughs> So, if you don't take care, you will find yourself moving out of authority. See, when a policeman is out of authority and they try to misbehave, criminals are very, very unforgiving. <laughs> I mean, I understand what I just said. Yeah. Criminals are very unforgiving. When you move outside your authority, so you see, first of all, to really operate in spiritual authority, first of all, you must have your eyes enlightened and your ears light to hear. Are you with me? Am I teaching you how to do spiritual things? Yeah. So first of all, you need to start working on your hearing. The art of hearing. Out of perceiving the Holy Spirit, hearing the Holy Spirit, then you need to work on your spirit, man, to be able to even operate in the spiritual gift of like word of knowledge, you know, word of wisdom, and all those type of things, because it is not you. Do you get it? And and you must also operate in the faith. How many know that there are two types of faith? There's faith that we all have. Have faith in God. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, isn't it? We all have that. Then there's another faith, which is the gift of faith. That's another level of faith. That's a gift that you can desire to operate in. Are you getting it? Am I going too deep too soon? Yeah. So the first thing we are, we are talking about submitting, isn't it? The first thing is that now we have to get our spiritual man aligned with the Spirit of God. Are you, are you getting it? And that is where your own personal holiness comes in. Hello? Oh, I've lost you. Yeah, you cannot, you cannot cast out what you are 
You are trying to cast out for the spirit of fornication when you are a fornicator. Are <laughs> you getting it? You cannot cast out what you are. I'm going to make it sense. So you see, the more of the holiness that you have, the more authority you can operate That's in. That's right. That's right. That's true. Are you with me? Because the holier you are, the lighter your spirit. Yep. See, anointing, anointing. When somebody says anointing, part of anointing is focus. Uh, uh, can I explain it? I don't know whether I'm, I'm teaching. Yeah, yeah. You see, part of anointing is focus. And the greatest thing that breaks your focus is sin. Are you with me? Say, for instance, you come and stand here and you are singing. And you know you haven't been living right. You come and stand here, you are, you are preaching, and you know you haven't been living right. As you are preaching, you know, as you are preaching, Satan will throw a thought, an accusation. What were you doing last night as you are standing here? And you see, all those things, they break your focus. They break your focus. And the more of the focus they break, the less of anointing you operate in. Are you with me? But the more of consecrated life you've led, the better your focus and the more you're anointed. Let me, let's assume, let's assume uh, anointing is the oil inside this container. That's the anointing, right? As you are operating, if you are consecrated, the vessel is intact. The anointing is not leaking. And you are able to become effective. Are you with me? But when you have been lying, you have been stealing, you have been cheating, you have been fornicating, you have been doing this and that, everything you are doing punches the hole. It punches a hole. It punches a hole. It punches a hole. Sometimes it's not necessarily sin per se, but just idle talk. Idle talk. Or anger, unforgiveness, envy, all those things, they punch out the hole, the, 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 the vessel, and they seep out the oil and authority. You see, the, the difference you must, you must understand is that there is the letter, which is what everybody can do. The skill, the knowledge, the know-how. That doesn't heal or affect anybody. And there is the power or the authority or the anointing. That is what makes the difference. That is what punches through the knowledge and makes a change. Are you getting what I'm saying? And for that to happen, the vessel 
must be intact. Am I making sense? So if you want to be very, very powerful and very, you want to be a, a, a preacher of authority, a, a Christian with, with authority and power, one of the things you must try and fight for is consecration. To have a consecrated life. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? And consecration is a fight. Hello? To be consecrated is a fight. Because you see, people in your space will be swearing. And all those, the Bible says that, and the spirit within Lot was vexed because he lived in Sodom. The TV, the YouTube, the this, the that, all those things, they puncture the vessel. And they sip, they sip the anointing. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Because all those things, and you see, you, you, anytime, anytime you are going to preach or going to do something for God, that's when certain things, Satan brings certain things. Because all he's trying to do is to puncture and make you lose the focus. Are you with me? Prayer brings focus. Worship brings focus. Being around preaching, being around, you know, controlling the atmosphere helps you to focus. Are you with me? All those things you need to have to make your authority. That's why Jesus said, if you remember, he said, don't move from house to house. Did you remember us reading that? Don't be a busybody. Don't go eating because you carry, you carry unction. You carry authority. You carry power. And you don't want to be busying yourself and breaking and puncturing the vessel. Because that's the easiest way of losing your authority. Hallelujah. If you want to be a man of power, total submission. Hallelujah. Have I say submit yourself to God? Body, spirit, and soul. Submit to God. Resist the devil and you flee. Submit means come under the authority. Hallelujah. Um, I don't know whether, do you have questions? I think today I'll open the floor if you have questions. Later on, as we go on. Okay, as we go on, I'll open the floor. Because I feel that you you may have questions. <laughs> okay. So I said following the examples of Christ. What do I mean by following the examples of Christ? Sorry? What did, what did I mean by following the examples of, of Christ? Ephesians 6.6. 6. So this is like a little step Ahead from the regular, normal Christian, semi-Christian life, isn't it? 
<laughs> Hello? How many can understand? We have moved like one step higher than our normal. We sin, we ask for forgiveness. We don't read the Bible, don't pray. You know, we look warm, that type. No, no, we have moved one step. It says that not with eye service as men pleases, but born servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. So it's not when you see pastor that you change the way you talk. It's not when you see pastor you take your Bible. It's not when you see pastor that you start saying praise the Lord. Meanwhile, two seconds ago you were cursing. Are you with me? These are the reasons why most of Christians don't want to venture into this part of Christianity. Because it is a little demanding. So we'll rather step back and be like a vulture rather than be an eagle. But I'd rather be an eagle than a vulture. Because it's easier. I say it's easier. Oh, it's easier. It's more enjoyable. Hallelujah. It's not doing it. It's a lifestyle. It's not doing it like two days or three days before you go to the program. I'm preparing. I'm preparing myself for the program. No, 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 no. Not as men pleases or eye service. But a bond servant, you know who a bond servant is? A bond servant is a slave who, even when he's sleeping, he thinks like a slave. My master's needs, my master's needs is all that is in the mind of a slave. If the master calls in the middle of the night as he's sleeping, he doesn't say, oh, don't disturb me. I'll wake up in the morning and give you what? No, no, no. When you are a born slave, it means when he calls in the middle of the night to stand and pray, you go. You got to go. Amplifies is what? Not in the way of I serve it, as if they were watching you and only to please men, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God heartily and with your whole soul. Yeah. As slaves. A slave is not, a slave doesn't own itself, themselves. They've been purchased. So when they call in the middle of the night, see, to really operate in this, God in the middle of the night will make you wake up. Absolutely. And make you start praying. Sometimes he'll take you into the service before you get into the service. So you know who is coming. You know who you'll be praying for. You You can go into the service and you are in your room. You are already in the service. Say, you know, this person needs this. This person needs this. Person. So sometimes you go and call this person. Start talking, and the person, no, 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 I am not. Do you understand? It's something that before I came, I knew you were coming. Hallelujah. And this is what Satan mimics by giving another spirit that people use. You are not dead. You are dead. Do, do, do you get it? But the real thing is, you see, any, the real thing exists. It's just the price is what a lot of people don't want to pay. So we'll go for 
Amen. Another thing that this particular thing will make you do is that he will make you go around doing good. You will go around. See, a lot of people don't like going to certain places. But once you pray in that authority, God will send you to places. As 1038 and as Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed. He anointed him. He gave him power. And the next thing he had to do was go about doing good. See, sometimes we don't like going about. (laughs) We like where we want to be. Amen? Are you okay with me so far? Okay. So we've talked about doing, going the example of Jesus, yeah? Have I spoken about a personal relationship with God? That's what we talked about, isn't it? Having a personal relationship with God. Make sure you are known by God before you start. <laughs> it's obvious, isn't it? The sons of Sceva. We read it last week, isn't it? Acts 19.14 Also there were the sons of Sceva, chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overpowered them and prevailed against them. So they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Don't try this at home. Have a personal relationship with God. Personal relationship with God. See, when I say a personal relationship with God, I'm talking about have a relationship as close as your closest friend, your spouse, always in tune, always in sync, talking, chatting. You know, sometimes I can say something to my wife without saying anything. When I look at her, she knows exactly what I'm saying. How many know what I'm trying to say? We can sit in a room with somebody. Three of us are chatting. We are all chatting. But I look at her. I've said something. She understood what I said. That person had no clue what I said, but I've said something to her. Then we continue the conversation. Then I look at her again. I've said another thing, which is different from what I said previously. She understands. That's the relationship I'm talking about. That to be able to know exactly what God is saying to you. And please don't think it's, it's a very mystical thing. That No, no, it's not, it's not mystical. It's not far-fetched at all. As you go closer to God, you know the mind. You become very sensitive to the spirit of God. No, when one is operating things like that, you are, even movement irritates you. 
play the wrong note, the wrong key. No, no. Because you need everything in a certain way. Hallelujah. Okay. Are we all right? All right. I'm going to talk for five more minutes and I'll give, the, give you the floor to ask questions. Is that all right? So, personal relationship. And I've, I've spoken about prayer, right? Okay, next one is be a prayerful person. Mark 9, 29. Let's start from, yeah, Mark 9, 29. Or, no, start from 8. Mark, 20, Mark 8, 28, 29. Then we'll go to 9, 29. Mark chapter 8, verse 28. Yeah. Is it Mark 8? No, Mark 9.28. Let's look at that. When he had come down from the other side, country of the Genesaret, there was a man that had two. Two demons. Am I reading the right scripture? I think, no, Matthew, sorry, Matthew 8, 28 to 29, and then Mark 9, 29, sorry. When he had come to the other side of the country of Genesis, the Gadarenes, there met him a man, met him two demon-possessed men coming out of the tomb, exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried, what have we to do with you? Jesus, son of God, have you come to torment us before our time? Hallelujah. Remember that Jesus was having a crusade previously. If you read the story, he was having a crusade and healing. Then immediately the Bible says that the spirit took him to another place. He was alone praying. He left the crusade to go and pray. Then after that, he told the disciples, come, get on the boat, let's go to the other side. And they crossed to the other side and immediately demons meet him and before he opens his mouth, they can see the authority. Hallelujah. And then Mark 9.29 is a story we all know, isn't it? When they, they had gone to the mountaintop for transfiguration, they came down. When they came down, 28. And when he had come into the house, he, his disciples asked privately, why could we not cast it out? And he said, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. They could not cast that demon out. And they were very surprised that the same people previously, they had cast out demons and they were happy. Remember? And now they could not cast out this demon. And he said, this kind doesn't go out except by prayer and fasting. Amen. The more you pray and fast, the more authority and power you gather. Am I talking to somebody? 
Mark chapter 11, verse 24 says that whatever, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, pray, believe, and you shall receive it, and you will have them. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every imagination. Amen. When we pray, we are powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Are we okay? Are we okay? The next, the last one I'm going to talk about today is exercise. Exercise. You don't go straight casting out a demon-possessed person from nothing. You have to start from somewhere. So you have to do spiritual exercise. Amen? Do you understand what I mean by that? Hebrews chapter 5. Verse 12 says that for the time that you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only in milk is unskillful and the word skillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full of age. This is, that is, those who by reason of use or by exercise have their senses exercised to discern between both good and evil, isn't it? The more you exercise, say for instance, you want to start healing, you have to start Believing God for headaches to go. Are you, are you being stomach aches? Lay hands on the stomach and, you know, start from there. And have faith. You see, it builds up your faith. Say, for instance, somebody comes to you and says, I have a headache. And you pray for them. And the headache goes. And then somebody comes, I have a stomach ache. And you pray for them. And the stomach ache goes. Immediately you start having faith that God hears your prayer. Are you with me? Then you can move on. Somebody comes, I have a, like a more serious problem. Then you can point to the headache and point to the stomach ache that was healed. That if I can, God can use me to heal the headache and the stomach ache. Then this leg that is not working, I can pray and receive healing. Are, are you with me? And the more you do it, it's, it's like I said, everything that is physical is mirrored in the spiritual. As you exercise your muscle, you get stronger. And you can lift heavier weights. Isn't it? So the more you exercise, the more bigger things you can do spiritually. It's like trying to, you, you go and preach to one person. And then they give their life to Christ. Then you try preaching to two people. And they give their life to Christ. Immediately you are building a, some confidence. Are you with me? That now I can speak to 10 people at a go, and they will give their lives to Christ. Then you speak to 100 people. Then you move on and on. Am I, am I get, getting through? But if you don't try with the small demon, <laughs> and you want to go to the sons of Skiva, you can be in trouble. You want to go and raise the dead? No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I making sense? Yeah. But see, all these things, what I want us to know is that it is not outside the remit of our Christianity. 
And I'm praying and believing God that we'll start exercising our, ourselves in spiritual authority and power. Okay, questions, quickly, quickly. Get a microphone. Reverend, you talked about the, um, the idol talk. I think that <laughs> perhaps one of the greatest challenges, um, and I'm seeing that from my own personal experience, if other people um, also experience it, maybe they can relate to it. Um, I think one of the greatest challenges, aside from being able to pray and reading the Bible and other things, is the fact that we have idol talk coming in your way once in a while, you know, and I think that maybe we need to get more light on how to prevent it from coming, or if we find ourselves in such situations, how to get the attitude of um, taking ourselves out of situations where we talk and lose the things that may have taken so long a time, you know, to get to, to where it was, only to lose it through one silly conversation that you could have, you know, prevented yourself from getting to in the first place. Thank you. Okay. The Bible says, I shun the appearance of evil. Uh, and, and you see, sometimes what you need to do is to control the atmosphere. You can control the conversation. You can control the conversation. I, I, I used to get so frustrated when I call my pastor. First of all, he won't pick the phone. And when you get through, he grants, uh, 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 then cuts the phone. And he used to wind me up so much because it's like he sent me to go and do something. And I'm trying to, okay, I'm in the shop. You, you know, I used to be in charge of buying equipment. You know, so I've gone to the shop, I've negotiated, and I need to get, you know, like a, a quick response, you know, so I can close the deal or something. And then I call. He won't pick. I call. He won't pick. I call. He won't pick. And when he calls, I need to say yes or no. What does he mean? And he used to wind me up so much. But as I started doing the same thing, then I found myself doing so. So one day I went to him and said, you know what? You know when he used to do that, I used to annoy me so much. Sometimes I am praying. Sometimes I'm in the middle of like a meditating and I'm that's not the place to come down and talk about instruments. <laughs> you know, as much as you think instruments is important. Are you with me? When you value your anointing, you fight to preserve it or you fight to increase it. Are you with me? You, you control the conversation. You can cut the conversation, make it short. Okay, so I'll speak to you later. I gotta go. do, do you get it? Or not pick the call. Or they, they, are, they are around you and they are making noise. Like... Ben Hinn used to say that, Henry Hinn, his brother, he said anytime they went to like crusades with Benny, Benny, his own brother, he does not allow, he's not allowed to go into his room. Nobody's allowed to go into his room. Nobody's allowed to go into his room. And 
when he is ready, he just comes down. So come on, guys, let's go. Are you getting it? Because they've gone. Maybe they are in a place for like a week or two weeks. They are together, go and eat breakfast, chatting, you know, like you do. No, you won't find him there. You won't find him there. Because all those, as much as it is not evil, it is not nothing bad. It just seeps and breaks you down to a certain level. I don't know whether I've answered your question. So control the conversation, control the atmosphere. All right. Any other questions? How long does it take to uh, build spiritual maturity? How long does it take? It takes as long as... You remember I started by saying your desire. Desire, desire, and working to meet that desire is it's not length of days. It's not how many years. It's not... It's one, your passion, your desire, wanting it. And as you want it, God gives you the steps. You understand? Like, as I'm talking, not all of us desire it the way. Do you understand? All of us are hearing it, but not all of us are prepared. I really want it. Those who want it will start working. Okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to cut out. This is what I need to do. This, then the more you are cutting out and doing, the more you're closer you are going towards it. You know, but some will just say, it's okay, it's okay. Let me stay here. <laughs> so it's not time related. It's more like desire and work, working towards it. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hello. So, Rev, about exercising um, your faith. Yeah. Do you have to hear from God first before you do it? No. Or because you've prayed already, you're so sure that if I lay hands on Daniel, the headache will go. Yeah. And the dry bones will the Then, let's come to somebody attempting to raise somebody, raise up somebody who is dead. You understand? You've prayed to God. You've prayed for somebody's headache to go some time ago. Then you don't hear from God, but you want to go ahead and exercise that faith. If the person doesn't wake up, what happens? You move on. He didn't wake up. Really? Yeah. If you have shame, you can't. You see, spiritual things, shame doesn't, you have to. The Bible says that he, for the joy that was set before him, he despised shame. Are you with me? If you have shame, you can't do spiritual things. Do you understand? If you are doing it out of pride, it doesn't work. Anytime self comes in, it just it doesn't work. Are you with me? And for your first question you asked, it starts with faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I haven't seen it, but I believe that if I lay my hands on the sick, the sick will be healed. I saw it in my Bible. I believe it. I pray. I lay my hands. As you start doing it, and doing it and believing you start getting results 
start seeing. Even laying hands on your own self, you start getting results. And the more you get results, the more it builds up your faith. And the more you do it, that's how you exercise your faith. It's like word of wisdom. You know, it starts by, oh, you feel like saying, encouraging somebody. Sister, I believe that the Lord is with you and the Lord is by your side. You know, keep on going and doing what you are doing. You know, God will bless you. What you have said is in line with scripture. God hasn't told, but you, you, you just felt the prompting to encourage somebody and you did it. Then you moved to, oh sister, I believe God is, God is saying that he's going to heal your, 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 your sickness. Don't worry, have faith in God. God is going to bless you. And as you start doing it, then God starts to trust you. Then he starts to give you the, it, it's, it's like a, a drop of water. I, for it to become a river, just a consistent, constant drop is what makes it become a river. Uh, are you getting it? So the more you practice, the more it actually comes. Yeah. And how do you deal with doubt? Doubt. Doubt is the opposite of faith. And doubt is something that anytime you start to do, you take the step, Satan will throw doubt. But do it anyway. With all the doubt. <laughs> you know, I, I remember uh, when I started operating in the uh, word of wisdom. I called somebody, the Lord is saying something. No, it's not, I, I don't have that problem. In front of everybody, I don't have that problem. Hey. <laughs> then what do you do? You feel embarrassed. Yeah. But the more you do it, the more you yourself have faith in what you are going to say to the person. Are you with me? And so, the more you do it, I call somebody and say it. And I know it's true. You know it's true. Even if you want to doubt, tell the people that it's not true here. I know, you know. Are you with me? Like, recently went to do a book launch, a book launch, and I called a girl. And I said something to a girl. And I go, I said, why are you surprised? Because it was like a joke. It was, I wasn't, it wasn't like, um, it was a very casual thing. But I just gave a word of wisdom, word of knowledge to her. And it was exactly what she was going through. And she's like, ah, did you get, I didn't guess. I know it's true. It, tell me if it's a lie. It's true. Are you understanding? Yeah. But it's something that the more you do, the more you even have faith in it. And then it becomes clearer in, as you hear. Are, are you with me? Yeah. I, I just want to ask, you know, you were talking about um, that, you know, sometimes things like people around you can be swearing and stuff. You know, the workplaces that we go to, uh, some of them, you don't have your own personal office. You've mm-hmm. got open plan and you're trying to work. And because you're working... You know, they're around there, but they're doing their idle talk and they're swearing around. How do you deal with that? Because sometimes if there's a lot of swearing all the time, so that can affect you. Uh, yes. There, the, one, there are two ways. Like me, as soon as I get to the place, I let everybody know that I'm a, I'm a priest. Do, do, you, do you get it? I wear my colors out. So you see, as soon as you, you do that, even when they slip in a swear, they, they apologize to you. And they try as much as possible to take it away from you. 
The reason a lot of people don't like doing that because then you make yourself accountable to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so that you cannot do what they are doing. But it's the safest way. Are you with me? Any workplace I go, immediately, they, even when I try to hide, they find out that I'm a priest. And it, it, it works to my benefit because immediately it checks my behavior. Are you with me? It checks my behavior and two, it makes them, you know, even when they are, they are talking and they slip up uh, and say something. Oh, Chris, sorry. And even I'm not part of the conversation. They are talking across, but they, oh, they just turn and say sorry because I'm there. You know, and you also have to have a way of boosting yourself. Break, lunch break, put your earphones in and all that to keep yourself from that.